This episode of Let Them Be Cake Podcast is brought to you by Glow. Get the glow for your wedding or event. Every good planner knows that up lights can amplify any room and take it to the next level. Find out more about their $1,000 special by visiting glow at gloweverywhere.com and check them out on Instagram at gloweverywhere. Hey, y'all, it's Fresh Johnson. Woo! I sound a little raspy because I'm coming out of a two-week event stretch where the last five days of that stretch, I'm sorry, the last four days of that stretch had five events. And then the weekend prior to that, it was two weddings. So I'm coming out of like seven weddings. Well, seven events and five weddings. And baby... I'm spent. I'm tired. My body hurts. I don't have mag knees no more. Did I ever really have mag knees? <laughs> and I'm just feeling every bit of 36. Whatever 36 feels like, I'm feeling that. But am I having champagne right now? Yes. Am I about to open the vault of wedding stories on y'all? Yes to that too. So this episode is called Chill, Homie. More like chill, homie, because wedding guests, <laughs> I can't even, I can't even like verbally quantify the audacity of wedding guests, right? There are some weddings where the guests make it. Oh my God. I don't want to call out names because I don't want anybody whose name I does, do not call to feel like their wedding wasn't amazing or their guests weren't amazing. There's amazing people at every wedding. But some weddings, the guests just take the cake, right? They literally make the wedding. And then there's other weddings where it's like, why y'all know these people? Or is this y'all tribe? Is this your mans? <laughs> is this who y'all stuck with? And overall, I can honestly say that weddings are easy a lot of times. A lot of times I start my day just in this, magnificent mood because my clients are great everything is in order but when you add people it changes it or it it could change it right so I'll be talking through a lot of that during this episode and I did an episode in season one which kind of don't count no more because it was like four years ago but it was called like have some cooth <laughs> and it was pretty much me talking about Wedding guests, rules, do's and don'ts, things that are great, things that you should avoid, whatever. And then, but I was also new to the podcast world, so I felt like I was kind of walking on eggshells not to offend and also not to share real stories because it's New Orleans. New Orleans is small, you know, and the internet makes everything even smaller. So even if these guests that I'm talking about are from a wedding where the couple wasn't from New Orleans or don't live in New Orleans, you would probably still know what it was just because of the internet. But I'm grown now. I mean, I was grown in, but I'm like grown, grown now. I'm just in a different space in life. We about to talk about it, okay? So this episode is uh, kind of like a refresher because the tips I gave y'all last time to make y'all better wedding guests, y'all just disregarded my shit. So we about to start over and I'm gonna give real life examples. And <laughs> if you identify with any of these stories that I'm talking about, or if you've done any of these things, then I'm gonna need you to do better by the time you get invited to your next wedding. All right. So this is for, this is for general pop. Like this is for the people that are extended the honor of being a part of somebody's special day 
as a wedding guest. I'm not talking to my parents. Parents get their own episode because parents be on some supreme fuck shit. I want y'all to learn how to be better parents as well. (laughs) Better parents of the bride. Better parents of the groom. Vendors are going to get their own episode. I am working on an episode with my planner sisters. Because at the end of the day, our goal is to protect and deliver to our clients. And that is very hard to do when we have people who are close to them who disregard their wants, disregard what they need, disregard what they desire their day to look like. And it falls on us as planners. So (laughs) I be wanting to box people sometimes. Just in the name and in the spirit of you don't have to like me. You don't know me as the planner, right? But I need you to be mindful of your friend, your sibling, your child, your neighbor, whoever this, whoever this bride and groom, whoever they are to you. I need you to honor that and respect that, right? Is that too much to ask? Huh? What y'all say? So when we post it on Instagram, the question is, what do you want wedding guests to know? One of the responses was to stop acting like they're paying for the wedding. Another one was RSVP if requested to. Another one was how to act. Try not to outshine a bride. And my side note on that is, sis, ain't look, a bride, if a bride is outshinable on her wedding day, then that's a whole problem. That's not the guest problem. Luckily, my brides don't have that problem. LRJ brides don't get outshined by nobody (laughs) on their wedding day. But I feel that though, because whoever this person was that responded to that, I totally feel that I do not disagree with that because it happens. There are people that wake up in the morning when they go into a wedding and be like, I'm about to outdo this, you know, and that's what I'm talking about with that jacked up mindset that some guests have. Um, Another response was, it ain't your day. My favorite one had to be, if you don't bring a gift, (laughs) you don't get the drink. You only get water and juice. We're definitely going to touch on that. Proper gift giving etiquette. Don't bring a plus one if there was no option to RSVP for a plus one. And another response was buy a gift. So if I had to put these in order of importance or order of popularity amongst the guests, it would definitely be the number one thing people responded about was gift giving. Um, the number two thing was RSVPs and plus ones. And the number three thing was it ain't your day. So these 12 stories that I'm going to share center around all of these things. And I'm excited. <laughs> I never did a, like a story time episode before. So you want to hear it? Here you go. And these are in no particular order. I I was just jotting them down as they came to mind. Some are very bizarre. Some are common. But these are probably 12 instances where I literally had to step back and be like, are y'all serious right now? And yeah, they were serious. All right. So this one was most recent. And I think the, the overlying theme for this particular story is you are, people are having a wedding. So one, get married, but two, to throw an epic event where they get to invite their friends and family to come and hang out and celebrate with them, just be a part of their day. So there are times when things get behind schedule and guests may have to wait. And probably the instance that drives guests most crazy is when they have to wait outside of a venue while the couple is taking pictures. So I want you to look at it like this. 
you spend all this money. I don't think there's been a room that I've done, whether decor, I'm not going to say haven't done as of late. There aren't many rooms that I do where the decor price tag isn't at least $10,000, right? That's florals, that's decor, that's all the visual accents, that's the cake, at least $10,000 at the lower rate. <laughs> the common number is probably about $18,000 on decor, visual elements. If you don't get pictures of that stuff, it didn't happen. So let's say the couple gets married at a church and they go to the reception venue and we have to take pictures in that space before people come in. And I'm going to tell you why this is important, because one, if I let you in, you're going to try to hurry up and get a chair. Y'all going to run in there like it's Black Friday. You want to hurry up and get a seat Two, whatever you're eating or drinking, you're going to leave on that table. You're going to sit on that table a guest table is like a, a a used car. Not a used car, I'm sorry. A guest table is like a car. When you drive a car off the lot, the moment you drive a car off the lot, it depreciates, right? So when you set your chicken wing or your other or your drink on this table, it no longer has any value, any visual value to us. If the photographer takes a picture of that, people are not going to see the beauty for the car. They're going to see that chicken wing. And this is real. This is a real life instance. I, I wish I'm going to have to dig up this so we could post it to Instagram. But one of the first very nice weddings I did was at Mardi Gras World. It was for my friend Kia. And the money shot picture, my favorite picture out of all of the decor shots, had a chicken wing in it that a guest left. Because that was before I got to the point to start telling clients, nobody gets in until we get our pictures. Nobody gets in until we get a room shot, which all in the middle of the room. <laughs> so it's my favorite picture of the decor from this wedding, and it's a chicken wing in it. And I use that as an example with my clients to tell them we need to have a cocktail hour. We need to have a buffer space to have people at so that nobody's pressed when it's time to, you know, for y'all to take pictures. So one of the last weddings I had, um, you know, it was a cocktail hour. There was champagne out. They were passing food. But people still wanted to get inside because for some reason, that's just what y'all do. Y'all got to get inside. Like, forget the accommodations we have for y'all out here. It's a beautiful night. Cocktail hour, the drinks flowing, the others being passed. Forget that. Y'all just won't get inside because y'all won't see. Y'all won't get a seat. Never mind the fact we had a seat for everybody. So nobody's going to be standing. And this guy was talking to the DJ and he was like, yeah, because I had told I had told my date and we was out there 20 more minutes. I was leaving. Bye, sir. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> you would not have hurt anybody. This bride and groom would not have been old grumpy guy was going to leave because he was tired of waiting outside while we took our pictures. And those are the kind of things. Those are very recurring things that happen. You know, people get upset. Like another wedding I recently had, the parents were furious with me because we were holding people while the clients was getting their pictures taken of their of the stuff they paid for. If that doesn't happen, then baby, the and nothing ha you know, it's it's like a waste. So you have to kind of look at it from the couple's point of view. And you're not paying for anything. You are literally coming to a party with all of these accommodations. A good time is going to happen. I just need to need you to chill for a few minutes. I've never gone to anybody's wedding as a guest and got mad because I had to wait before I could get in the room. 
Now, it's one thing if there's nothing for you to wait with. But, you know, we always make sure that there's drinks or past apps or something for people to have. Like you're you're not you're getting something in your hand or there's something for you to do. So be mindful of that. Like go sit in your car. Chill. <laughs> like I don't I just be tripping out at the things that we we catch. You know, we hear everything because we play the background. But I'm always just tripping out off the things people say. And to Mr. 20 Minutes, bye. You could have left. I promise you they weren't going to look for you. These This couple at a time in their life for their wedding, they was not worried about you. So <laughs> there was another wedding and this was at Felicity Church. And if this couple is listening to this, they're going to crack up because for the life of us, we literally stood in the triangle talking because we could not believe that this happened. So we are at Felicity Church. It's a reception. People are going through the buffet and the groom's aunt got upset because the <laughs> server wouldn't give her more chicken wings. So she took a chicken wing and threw at this young lady. And what pissed me off so bad about that is this was a local caterer that I used who uses young adults as her staff. And I just hated that this black woman um, threw food at this young black girl. You know, now, did we laugh first? Yes, we laughed. It was fucking hilarious <laughs> because the nerve of you to take a chicken wing and throw at this girl but then when you start breaking down just the optics of that and how this girl felt um that was the not funny part about it we we more was laughing at the audacity of this lady versus laughing at that this happened to this young woman and the, people don't understand the reason why we have service in place when at all possible is because people will come and literally stack their plates up. Like don't let it be lamb chops. Y'all lamb chops got a hold on black people. And I do not understand the little lollipops. They got a hold on us (laughs) and they will stack them things. So another extension of that, this woman into a chicken wing, but at the end of the wedding, the other night, uh, the bride cousin came up to me fussing because her plate got thrown away. So uh, another thing that I'm very big on and that venues that I work with, they know this is I don't like to see piled up food and empty cups on tables. Like keep the busing going because these people spend a lot of money on decor and I don't want the stuff to look trifling. Like I don't want it to look like a picnic at a table. So she was fussing because she said she had three plates with hors d'oeuvres with a V. She said she pronounced her hors d'oeuvres with a V. I just want y'all to know she pronounced her others with a V. And she's telling me that her stuff got thrown away and she don't understand why. And she feel like her food should get replaced. And I was like, well, ma'am, well, first of all, the others have been done. That was at the beginning of the wedding. So none of that stuff even exists anymore. But the bigger thing is why you had three plates piled with others, you know? And so this is why we have servers serve stuff. Because people will literally, you know, when it's self-serve, people will literally pile up food and just have it sitting there because they're trying to take it home versus saying, oh, you know what? Other people have to eat. And the wedding was over, so I really could have had more of an attitude with her. But I didn't. I was like, well, you know, it's gone. There's nothing we can really do about it. Just think about what you did eat and what you did enjoy. And I'm sorry that there's nothing that your dirt got thrown away. You can't take them home, you know, but this is the reason why it's important to have service. So couples that are listening, 
get your stations manned because if not, people are going to pack up plates and plates of stuff and it's probably going to get thrown away if it's just sitting there. And also that's going to take away from what other people get to have later. But guests that are listening, why y'all got to try? Don't try to take all the food. My, I, eat a snack before you come. Like I never leave to go to a wedding on an empty stomach just because one, I don't want to be that hungry to where I'm eating so much food and you know, it affects what other people get. But two, well, you know, I be trying to keep my stomach flat, my little dress anyway. But two, it's just like, why be like that? Like, don't be a glutton. That's that's just strange. And don't be throwing chicken wings at people. Like, don't throw food. You t- we're too old to be throwing food. It's not nursery. It's a wedding. And please excuse how stuffy I sound. I may be coming out with a cold. I don't know. But it also going to be too much champagne. <sighs> All right. So if if I were, if I was put in this instance, if I was putting these things in some kind of, um, order this definitely would have been number one if I was doing this in the countdown way but I had a wedding (laughs) in a French quarter and I'm literally sitting down you know waiting on the next thing to start kind of catching my breath and I'm looking at this guest by the cake and I'm like what is this lady doing dog this lady got up and went cut her a piece of cake Yo, this wasn't even, we weren't even an hour into the reception. And I'm trying to think, now that I think about it, no. Okay, the couple had already done their cake pictures. But this lady took it upon herself to go and cut herself a piece of cake. And I remember my approach to her, I was so livid. But if... If in no other space where I, as an adult, check my emotions to where I'm not talking to another adult in a disrespectful manner, because these are my clients' guests, you know, so there's a there's a different level of respect that I have. Not granted, I respect everybody, right? But I'm very, I'm I'm, a, I'm in customer service mode. I didn't know who this lady could have been, and I just remember asking her first, like, "Man, where are you from?" Because I needed to know what part of the world is someone that animalistic. This lady went cut her own piece of wedding cake. Nobody else was eating cake, sis. So why you thought you was about to eat cake? I mean, yeah, okay, the podcast is called Let Them Eat Cake, but not Let Them Take the Cake. And she said, oh, I'm sorry. I just, I thought that since they were done cutting it, it didn't matter. And I was just like, well, ma'am, where, <laughs> where, where would, where have you been? Where any wedding, <laughs> was there any wedding that you've ever been to where you had to cut your own cake? And it, it took me completely aback. And I really was mindful of how I talked to this woman because she was so sweet. You could tell she meant no harm. Like, this is another thing I have to always remind myself. There are literally people in the world that just do not know how to conduct themselves in, you know, environments outside of their day-to-day routines or outside of their day-to-day ecosystems. And as upset as I was with this lady, as taken aback as I was by her, after talking to her, I realized this lady really think she did nothing wrong but it was something that never happened before it was something that I never seen before and while I did want to tackle her I couldn't (laughs) we had to just like talk through it but yeah so something that I am super mindful of these days is the couple's card box I literally when we have an IRAP call I literally ask clients 
who am I giving a card to at the end of the night? Depending on where the wedding is or what the setup is, you know, sometimes the signing table is right outside of a room at a hotel. Sometimes it's right outside of a venue, you know, a venue that's not like on the street, but let's say it's in City Park in the Arbor Room. A lot of times the signing room is right outside the Arbor Room. Or sometimes the signing table is inside the room, but still far away from where everybody is. And people still, now I haven't had an instance at any of my weddings, I don't think, where any cars got stolen. But it's something that you do hear about, like people will steal your shit. So once everybody gets in, and I think that, you know, everybody's been able to put their card in, I take the card box and I put it up. We either lock it up in the venue manager's office, or if we have a sweetheart table, I put it under the couple's sweetheart table. Or if it's not a lot of cards, I'll give it to the designated person, which is usually like a mother or a grandmother, somebody that's pretty stationary throughout the reception. But this is because my first wedding, um, was this my first, first wedding? It was in the mix of my first weddings. Um, this was within my first three weddings. It was a bunch of people there. Uh, it was one of my very, I call her my big sister. And I just remember her not understanding why she didn't have a lot of cars in the box. And it was one of those weddings where it was at a hotel. And while the car box wasn't outside the room, it was still at the end of the room, opposite of where most people was at. And she just was like, ah, I just felt like we would have more cars than that. You know, and it was, it was a lot of family, um, the groom's from Miami. She's from New Orleans. It was a lot of family. And then all the friends that it was, it's friends that have been around. So you, you kind of just don't think that somebody at that in that group was still cards. But I also felt like they should have had more cards than that just based off of me, you know, knowing a family, being part of the family since I was a little girl. And it was that that was when I think I learned that, all right, you got to protect this card box in a different way. I love the card boxes that lock. Um, if we use the, the big lantern, then I empty it out periodically. It's kind of like damage control. But that also speaks to one of the issues that, you know, our poll from Instagram talked about with people gift etiquette. So now there's platforms like Zola um, and a few other things where you could buy gifts and get it shipped directly to the client or the couple. Most registries do that now. But People use that as a scapegoat to not have something in their hand at the wedding. So while I don't agree that everybody needs to actually, one of the people on the poll said, buy a gift and bring it to the wedding. Like my girl ever said, we're not really doing that no more. I, if I could get it shipped to them, then I will. But people will not buy nothing because they're like, well, I don't have to have it in my hand because they just think I shipped it and won't buy gifts. And I'll be honest with you. So not only are people paying, clients are paying like probably $100 a head when you factor in food and drink these days, right? So somebody's paying $100 for you to come eat and drink on them. But that's not including the cost of the venue or the cost of the decor. When you take an entire wedding budget, let me get my big ass calculator, hold up. So let's say I told y'all at base level, I could do a nice wedding for like 55. So I'm like $55,000 divided by, I think the average number of guests um, right now, post COVID is about 150. That's $366 a person, baby. 
Somebody's spending $366 a person. Somebody's spending $366 for you to come eat, drink, and dance. And you can't get them a card, a gift card. You can't get them a card and slide $40 in it. Or you can't get them a $50 gift card from somewhere. I would love for y'all to get back in the habit of buying gifts. You can do the registry. You don't have to walk in there with a big old gift, right? I can't tell you the last time I had to pack up a bunch of gifts. I think that people are taking advantage of being able to do this online and having it shipped to the client. But I also think people not doing that. This, this is me judging by the card boxes. Just assume that people spending at least $250 on your presence. Not even saying the 366. Let's even bring it down and say people are spending at least $250 on your presence at their wedding. You could you could get $50 for something. Tell them that if <laughs> tell them fresh told you that. All right. They could they could thank me later for that. Oh my god, I'm so gross. All right. So this is something that y'all ATs do. One of the things I ain't do. I wish I could glue center pieces down. And this is not one particular story. This is at least maybe two or three weddings a year when I got to chase one of y'all aunties outside to take the centerpiece back and be like, this not for them, sis. <laughs> they rented this. There's a company coming back to get this shit that you're trying to roll up out of here with. Now, granted, some of these little ladies be quick and they be out the door to shit before you even know they got it. But I'm more mindful now to change out um, floral, change out floral vessels so that I could give my florist her compost back. And, you know, we'll put them in the plastic dishes or we'll put them on a uh, you know, like a heavy duty plate because no, we don't need the flowers back. Um, at the end of the night, if there's a lot of flowers left, I usually have people that work for the venue take them. Whatever left, we may do a graveyard or we may do a nursing home. Um, the nursing home my dad's at is where I've been bringing flowers to as of late. But yeah, you can't you can't assume that you can take centerpieces. At least ask. And so not only do people not ask before they take it, but when I try to get it back in a very nice way, they got your attitude. So it's like you're coming to this event that you didn't have to pay for and you're trying to take stuff. And so when y'all see y'all mamas doing this, because it's really just the aunties that do this. When y'all see y'all mamas doing this, because y'all just tell them chill. Be like, mama, you, did you ask for that? All right, so... If I was making this a countdown about my biggest pet peeves, this would be number one. I hate when I get to a reception. Um, when at all possible, I like to leave the ceremony earlier and I like leave my team there to, you know, make sure the last song get played, get the wedding party on the vehicle. But I like to get to the reception before everybody else just to make sure candles lit, everything intact, Right. And I hate when I get there and there's people waiting to get in and then having an attitude about why they can't get in. And it's like, friend, you didn't even bother to go to these people's ceremony. So ceremonies are tricky because sometimes I have clients that want their ceremony to just be a special group of invited people to keep it very small, which I love. I love that intimacy in ceremonies. But then, you know, there are people where they want people to be at their ceremony. And they prefer if you don't come to the ceremony, then don't come to the reception. So I just think it's a little 
uh, disrespectful in a way. And there's people that may beg the difference to skip the ceremony and go straight to the reception. Because it's like, you're not even worried about my marriage. You just won't come eat my food and drink my drink. So how people feel about that is a matter of preference. But if you are going to do that, (laughs) if you go not be on time for the ceremony, but be early for the reception, don't have an attitude about why you can't get in. They haven't even got the couple hasn't even gotten in to take pictures yet. So I think it's just important to kind of play the backfield on that. You know, let a few people get in. Then you roll up and act like you was at the reception. Duh. I mean, act like you was at the ceremony. And for me, I'm going to just tell y'all when I get married, you not getting in a reception without a ticket from the ceremony. Because, no, you about to come experience my whole day. And if you late to my ceremony, you're not getting in. So then you can't come to the reception anyway. Now, I don't, <laughs> I am nowhere near this wedding that I'm speaking of, but I'm just saying that's my preference. I see it and I feel like it's just a, sh- I think it's shady. And this is just me, you know, in my experience on the, on the backside of the weddings. So this is something me and one of my best friends fell out about. So one of my closest photographer friends is Kelvin Gavion, who I love when him and Marilyn got married, um, <laughs> I brought I brought one of my best friends to the wedding. She was my plus one. And so it was a wedding, a whole bunch of us New Orleans kids that, you know, know each other from high school and stuff. And she ended up inviting one of our other homegirls because, you know, this homegirl, we was texting. She knew a bunch of people there. And we all like dancing and posting on Instagram and stuff. And I got so mad and I was so embarrassed that I left because, all right, first of all, you do not bring... You don't bring anybody to the wedding unless you RSVP for them. If you weren't granted a plus one, then you don't bring a plus one at people's wedding. And there's there's more on this coming up. But also, you are my guest. These people didn't even invite you. And then you took it upon yourself to invite one of our other friends. And at the end of the day, I take responsibility for that because I brought you and you thought that was okay and that's not okay. And we, we didn't fall out for long, but like that night I got pissed that I left because it's like, nah, dog, that shit not cool. So basically, you, like just because it's going down and everybody having fun, that does not mean that you could be like, say X, Y, and Z is going down at this wedding come through. Like, that's not for you to do, you know? And so I think something else that other people disregard is they get so caught up in the moment, but you don't know what the deal with the venue is. Like, I've had venues that have had somebody at the door clicking, and at the end of the night, a couple getting a bill for these extra people that they brought. So who's to say that that wasn't going to happen at this wedding? You know, you don't know that whether that's going to happen or not. So it's a, I think that's a respect and boundaries thing. And I'm a Virgo. I'm a, yeah, control, not controlling, but I respect the notion of controlled spaces, situations, and environments. And I just felt like that was a little chaotic um, and I didn't like it and I didn't want to be a part of it. So don't do that. You know, I see it happen at so many weddings and Depending on my relationship with the venue, I can talk a client out of a bill for extra people because my thing is, well, y'all didn't run out of anything to the guests that that uh, participated in the offense. They don't know that. So as far as you know, people could be in charge, but you trying to invite your people to these people when? Why y'all play so much? 
So another thing that this this is more of a general thing. Uh, it's not tied to, uh, to a specific instance because it happens so much. Is when people are late to the ceremony and they get mad when they can't get in because the bride has to enter. So what I do typically is I tell clients, hey, let's put the reception start time to be 30 minutes prior to when we really plan on starting, right? Um, some venues don't really like that because guests get there way early and they have to have staff there to accommodate the space. So it, it can be an expense on them. And in those cases, I tell a client, hey, if, if you're okay with not having a long ceremony, we can start 15 minutes late just to accommodate late people. So we're working very hard to accommodate you. If you ever come to any LRJ event, wedding, and you can't get in because I got to stop entry to get my bride down the aisle, baby, that's on you. Because either I've started 30 minutes from the start time, that's on your invitation, or I started 15 minutes from the start time, that's on your invitation. Or if some shit that I, that's out of our control to happen, I could be starting 45 minutes past what's on your invitation time. And you just getting here? You're not, you're not worried about these people. You know, and now now you're upset because you want the world to stop for you. And it's not going to go like that. Like, it's not your day for that to happen. So I'll be very nice. And I'm like, um, you know, sometimes I'll be like, okay, but I just need y'all to hurry up. And then people want to be like, well, what side is such and such? I was like, nah, get in the door. Or some people, you know, you know, sometimes the girls don't be like the told what to do. So they'll be walking all slow like, I ain't rushing. I'm about to stroll on through here because I want people to see me. And it's like, bitch, why are you doing this? Like, out, this lady is in this vehicle waiting on you to find a seat because we were nice enough to let you in. It's just the disrespect or the lack of... Um, Lack of concern for what your friend, your cousin, what your what your people want, and it's it's annoying. So I I feel like just be on time. You know, you've had this invitation for X amount of time, and while I do agree that stuff happens, it's like the stuff always happens for everybody. You know, I go out of my way to try to be on time for weddings. It's very rare that I get invited as a guest, but when I do, I just try to be a very good guest because I know what kind of pressure it puts on a client. I know what kind of pressure it puts on a planner. And then I've been in a position to experience how annoyed people get with you when you tell them, hey, I just need y'all to wait outside. We're about to get the bride in. Once we get her down the aisle, then we'll let everybody else in, you know? And then there's the people that don't want to go. Uh, some venues have maybe an upstairs part where you could go to and be out the way. <sighs> And they have people that don't want to do that. They're like, no, I am such and such. So I got to sit down here and my mom's up there on the third row. And it's like, baby, you should have thought about all that before you was 30 minutes late. God. I just don't understand, I guess, where the, why there's such a lack of urgency um, by wedding guests on people's wedding day. Like time is everything time and energy are everything for weddings and i think if you sh i think you should have a, a appreciation for both and that speaks volumes to your character i associate people's character with how they act at weddings um i be watching y'all and a lot of times i'm i'm just offended and i'm just like damn this show people this show man to them Whew, child y'all need better friends than this 
So if this was a countdown, this would definitely be number two. Okay, so Chris from Felicity Church posted a picture uh, today, I think it was, on Instagram. And it was a shot of the bride coming down the aisle, and everybody was looking at it, and nobody had their phones out. And it was the most beautiful shot I'd ever seen simply because nobody had their phones out. It was beautiful. And so all of my clients, we get the big 16 by 20 sign made. I need to start making this sign like a 24 by 36 because people clearly disregard it. Uh, my family included. <laughs> but it's pretty much just saying it's a closed ceremony. We ask that you aren't recording any photos and videos of the reception. I mean, of the ceremony. You can wild out when the reception comes, but my ceremony... When the photographer and videographer is getting this footage of what's happening down the aisle, it literally tears my arteries when I see all these phones and iPads. Because y'all know y'all aunties and uncles love iPads. Um, when they have all these things up in the shot. And your friends, your siblings, your kids are paying all this money to have these top-tier photographers and top-tier videographers capture their day, only to have to bob and weave between your electronics. And I'll never forget at my uncle wedding, um, <laughs> my auntie pulled out an iPad, and I literally pinched the shit out of her. And I was like, TT, like, stop. You, what are you going to do with this? You're going to do nothing with this. This is going to be on your iPad forever. You're never going to scroll back and look at it. You're not about to put it on social media. Like, you are doing this for absolutely nothing. And it's like, if no other time could you just chill, that's the time to just chill. Especially if this is something that the couple's asking of you. Put it like this. As a planner, I only put that sign up. I only get that sign made. If the couple asks for it, if they don't ask for it, they don't care. If they ask for it, then they care. So can you respect that wish? It's in very good taste for you to respect that wish. It makes all the difference in their photos and their videos, right? I don't even record, you know, I'm all the way in the back. I'm behind everything. I don't even record brides coming down the aisle. Um, it's very rare unless it's, unless it's somebody where I know literally they don't give a shit and they want people to get that footage and they want people to post it on Instagram. But if it's some, if it's a couple that has explicitly stated, I want a closed ceremony, it's a small ask, you know, let the photographer and videographer do their job. You're going to see it on a video later. You're going to be able to share it. You can save it, but it's come on y'all. Just do that. Do that for your people. Do that for your favorite planner's favorite planner. <laughs> and it's even crazier because we always have the officiant say it. The officiant says it. And y'all still don't care. And y'all be holding them little dusty phones up and those big old iPads recording stuff after the people ask y'all not to. That's wild. Okay, so this is so crazy. This is when I say energy is everything and I, I said this on a story on Instagram, like energy is everything. And you have to be mindful of the people you invite because of what they're bringing with them. Like people are bringing everything that they carry in inside to your wedding. And I know that sounds like, ah, that's a little too deep for the intro. No, I'm dead serious. Wait, hold on. I got to get, I got to get some more champagne right quick. Hold on. With my glass nice and cold, 
Quick shout out to DeAndre Nicole Calligraphy. I uh, did a dinner party Thursday night and I ordered some stuff from her. She made me a glass with my name on it. And it's cute. I feel like a four-year-old. My nose is running right now. It's it's terrible. I look a mess. So we're at City Park. We're at the Peristyle. And uh, you know, the weather's beautiful in New Orleans right now. The park be popping, so People are pulling up, trying to park, and we're just nicely saying, hey, we're trying to hold this spot for the bride who's going to be arriving soon. Would you mind just finding somewhere else to park? Everybody was cool. The white people was cool, too. Y'all know white people don't like them, don't like us telling them what to do. They was cool, too. This guy pulls up, beautiful date. He's a handsome guy, and... I just tell him, you know, whatever. And the girl looked terrified that she had to tell him, don't park there. And he was like, what that bitch said? And <laughs> and uh, my sister that was working with me, she just turned around because she was like, oh, shit. And, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to trip. Like, you could get away with it. Yeah, I'll be a bitch right now. Whatever. And he started beating a steering wheel and just cussing because he had to move his car so that the bride could put in that spot to walk down the aisle for her wedding that she paid for. And I'm just like, one, the audacity, but two, my heart immediately went out to his date because I'm like, that man probably be putting his hands on her. You know, you see, I see a lot of that too. Y'all, we see everything. Being on the back end of this wedding stuff, we see everything. And, oh, man. Yeah, that one had took me to a different a different place. But yeah. So it be like that. <laughs> it be it be stuff like that. The the dude completely spazzed out. And I'm just like, I hope that woman is okay um in his presence whenever she with him. <clears throat> All right, so y'all be tripping me out. This the this one of the ones that tripped me out a lot too. Y'all that be allergic to L. You know, the ones, the glutinous, the peanut allergies, the walnut, the tree nut allergies, all these allergies, all these things you cannot eat. It's so crazy. So seated dinners didn't get complicated until maybe the past three or four years when people started eating like kale and quinoa and chickpeas and shit. Like, all right, I got it. You People are really allergic to stuff. But they have the wildest dietary restrictions until the food comes out and they see what everybody else getting. And they be like, oh, damn, I want that. So then they'll try to tell me that it was an error and that's what they really wanted. And at the end of the night, everybody eating steak and chicken. And I'm just like, why y'all do me like this? Like, come on, if you want, if you want to come eat good, ain't nobody got to know that you're really allergic to L. But you're really not allergic to L, so you can eat whatever. So those are one of the that's one of the spaces where I feel like guests make it complicated when it really doesn't have to be. So the other night, for instance, I had four vegans. The bride told me we got four vegans. I was like, no, we're gonna make it easy. My girl Tori in town. Shout out to Dinner in Wonderland. She's an Atlanta-based chef. Uh, but she comes to New Orleans when I need her, when anybody needs her. She travels. And I said, hey, my girl's still in town. 
uh, because I had her working another wedding for me Saturday. I said she could do some quarter pans. We got four vegans. Let's do quarter pans of a few dishes. Boom, they're taken care of. It's going to be very, very good. She said, bet. So <laughs> the four vegans, it was so funny, y'all. I didn't know. So the bride had told the vegans to find me. But, you know, the wedding stuff, it just... I ended up having to get the DJ to say, if you're a vegan, come to the DJ booth. Four vegans come to the DJ booth. And I told him I felt so bad for calling them out like that. It was funny. They was all very cool. So I get the venue to play the full form. And the first couple, it was, a, it was a couple and then it was two individuals. So I brought the couple this first. And then it had been about 20 minutes that passed. And I saw my other two people, they never brought me their food to bring to them. So I went to the venue manager and I was like, Denise, where my other two vegans, where the food at? She was like, you said table four, right? I said, no. I said it was four total, not table four. She was like, girl, we brought those plates to table four. And they had two girls there. And they took it. And they started eating it. And I was just like, no, they know they didn't order that. <laughs> like, everybody had ate at that point. So it's like, sis, you could have went back to the buffet and got more food. You done ate these people food. Now, luckily, Tori packed the plates, I mean, packed the pans real good, so there was enough food for them to eat. But that's the kind of stuff that wedding guests do. Like, they be savages with it. And I just be like, why are y'all like this? That's just going back to overall. If you know that you really could eat anything, just pick something off the, you know, the guests, the little cards, if it's a, if it's a seated dinner and you're doing the little cards, pick your steak, pick your chicken, pick your veggie meal, pick your fish. But don't come with all these crazy restrictions that's really stuff that you're not going to die from if you know you're going to eat the stuff anyway. Like, if you're going to die, then just tell me fresh I'm going to die so I really can't have this. But let me find out you're just putting stuff down just, just because you can put stuff down, but then you still eating everything off there. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Y'all should see me sitting here really like I am. I am so sincere right now because I do not understand what wedding guests be doing sometimes. Like people really just do stuff just to do it. And it throws me off time and time again. Because if there's, look, listen. And who knows? This is this may be the privilege of me being a wedding planner talking I, if there is something I don't like happening or being served, then guess what? I probably got snacks. Or if the bar don't have what I want, then guess what? I got my flask. Why y'all be leaving home without a flask? Oh, God. Y'all, you know how the saying goes. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So I would say my last thing, my last point, uh, also not a specific story, but just... In general, um, it happens far too often when guests just overall disregard anything that a couple wants. You know, we have couples that want people to wear a certain color and people just don't, you know, close ceremony. People must still record. And while I'm a firm believer that people gun people. And that's just, you know, the same way life be life and people gone people. I get that. Um, but I think that if you are this person's friend or if you're this person's family member, or, you know, if you're their parent, if you're their sibling, I just would expect my expectation would be that you 
uh, accommodate their wishes. It's a respect thing at the end of the day. And I am always very aware that my point of view comes from somebody who's involved in the process in a different way than just the guest. You know, so I know how much money these people spent on this day. And I just couldn't imagine having a day. Things are going to happen outside of their control anyway. So it just is hard for me as a planner to see people disregard things that the client wants. When it could not, when that could not be the case, so you're you're taking away something going as they want it to go, just because what you want to do is more important than what they want to do, despite it being their wedding that they paid for. Um, just like it's a privilege for people to be invited to be a part of the wedding party, um, it's a privilege for you to be invited as a guest, you know, I take my role as a planner seriously. If something goes wrong and it's something that I could have controlled, I have to sit with that and it is not fun. So I just be like, damn, y'all really don't care. Cause I be, you know, I be feeling defeated when something goes awry <laughs> that I probably could have avoided or protected them from. And here y'all just coming out the gate though, what the hell y'all want to. But quick note on RSVP. I know I didn't touch on that. I know last season I had an entire episode on RSVP and, and um, do that. That is so important. One, because if you don't RSVP, then you are not accounted for, right? And then if you decide to show up and also with a guest, they may be accountable for that at a higher rate. But also, if you RSVP and you do not show up, then they're paying for you and you're not coming. So now you're wasting their money. And it's as simple as communicating. You know, clients give you ample opportunities to communicate. Even if you RSVP, you send your stuff back. Cool. We're grateful for that. But if there's some reason you can't come, reach out and tell them so they could try to get you taken off or maybe put somebody else in the space. At the very, very end of the day, I think communication is key. Being able to use your words, using your ability to express a thought, which is super important, especially when people's money is involved. Don't be wasting my money. Y'all be playing. <laughs> so it's like, and also to clients or people getting married, be mindful of who you invite. You know, I know there are some people who want to have many, many people witness their day but everybody's not there to support you they are literally people that just come to just come see or oh i'm about to go eat i want to go drink you know when you're sitting down and you're creating this guest list think about the energy that people bring um you know when the last time you talked to this person what kind of relationship do you really have with this person? Are you obligated? Are you inviting this person out of obligation? Or is this really somebody that you want there? Like exercise your control to create the environment that you want to create for your wedding. And don't let your family bully you into, you know, having all these extra people that, that you wouldn't have invited. I understand that. Parents put in money also, and, you know, they want to invite their friends or their little crew so they can have their little tribe there, too. That is, that's okay, right? But if you don't want a big wedding and with who your parents are inviting is turning it into a big wedding, 
Use your words. Stand up for yourself. Because I'm telling y'all, I be having to deal with the emotions that come with all this on the back end. And while it's my job and I do it, <laughs> I just be like, I'm so glad I have two antisocial parents. Listen, my mom and I going to have no list for my wedding. Not because I'm not giving it to her. My mom just don't do people. <laughs> and my daddy do people even less. I know they got probably two friends my daddy going to want to have them. I lie, one friend. And, of course, their siblings. Like, their siblings are their people. So that's why I feel like I'm lucky. But, again, just stand up for yourself whenever you can. Clearly, I need to go take some medicine. Um, this is the longest episode. I know I had a few people reach out asking me, was I going to touch on parents? Look, the stuff parents be on, they need their own episode. That's going to come later. And while I do not want this podcast to be like just, you know, venting and my beef with things, um, I do think it's important to share these perspectives because these are the conversations that I have with clients. You know, I always ask people, what do you want the energy to be? What do you want the vibe to be? What do you want people to feel? And clients are always saying, like when they're telling me what they want, it always centers around a guest experience. So I feel like if y'all knew more about how uh, how my clients want to create so much fun for y'all, I feel like it's important for me to tell y'all the things that y'all do that be jacked up so that y'all could be mindful of that and try to give them what they ask for just because they are really just trying to give y'all a good time. They come in peace. Y'all be choosing violence. <laughs> but that is all for this episode. I hope y'all are enjoying the podcast so far. I'm enjoying it. Shout out to everybody that rocked with us on the Groom's Lounge. It is a hit. I cannot wait for the next installment to come out. Um, I think the DJ we got up next for Cocktail Hour is DJ Ram, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but until next week, y'all, get on YouTube and check out the Grooms Lounge. Make sure you're sharing what we post on Instagram because we're trying to build our following. And I adore y'all. And I thank y'all. And that's not just the champagne talking. <laughs> this episode of Let Them Eat Cake Podcast is brought to you by Glow. Get the glow for your next wedding or event. Every good planner knows up lights can amplify the look of any space. Find out about that thousand dollar special by emailing glow at gloweverywhere.com. And that's for the podcast. You know where to find us. We're online at letthemeetcakepodcast.com, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Instagram at Let Me Cake Podcast. <laughs>